Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural with Radical Change Ministries. Which voice are we hearing? Or which voices or what voices are we hearing? That's the theme. Right? We hear so many voices. Right? How do we distinguish that God is speaking here now? Or no, this is the devil speaking to me because he wants to drag me down. He wants to discourage me. We're going to go to the Word and just look at a few things. You know, one thing is true. When you follow the Lord's voice, the vision always comes to pass. Right? How many of us has made decisions in our lives and it didn't work out? Was it our own choice? Or choices? Yes. We made so many mistakes. The Lord is never going to deal or going to lead you into bankruptcy or the divorce court. He will, under no circumstances, will he lead you into marital turmoil, financial shame, or ministry embarrassment. He doesn't do that. If you find yourself trapped in one of those dramatic moments in time, just know that the voice of the Holy Spirit did not lead you there. You got there because you listened to or followed the wrong voice, or you made a bad decision, like we've all done. Right? Two, three, four, five, six, you know. We all make choices. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. So which voice do we listen to? Let's look at this. You know, there's five voices. There's five voices that speaks to us. Number one is the voice of God. Two, the voice of our conscience. Right? The voice of reasoning, the voice of the flesh, and then the voice of the evil one, the enemy. Those are the five voices. Let's see what we, what we get. The voice of the devil, he will speak, his voice comes to deceive you. When you hear someone or something is deceiving you, that's not the voice of God, that's the voice of the enemy. Right? That's in Revelation 20, numbers, uh, verse 7 to 8. There's a lot of scriptures. We're not going to go through that. I want to focus on the voice of God. But I want to point out to you what other voices there are. He comes to deceive you. He comes to cause oppression. He comes to discourage you, the evil one, the devil, and his demons, right? Who has felt discouraged in the past? Oh, it's him. It's him. He causes you to be bitter. He causes confusion, right? Confusion anywhere. Confusion in the, in the ministry, in church, in your workplace, in your home place. doesn't matter. He blinds our minds. He causes us to lie. He brings fear in. Right? Do you agree? That's what he does. He causes division in families. He causes you to, dis to disobey the word of God. 
He comes with his rage and his anger and his malice. That is the voice of the enemy. If you hear fear, confusion, torment, doubt, justification of sin, no, I did this because I had to. I had no choice. You know, I, I, or I, had, I did this, but um, I had to go to jail or I caused an accident. But, and, you know, choices. If you hear those things, it's from, from the devil one. It's from the enemy. Number two, the voice of the flesh. This thing, the desires of the flesh. Your flesh has a voice. It speaks to you in a commanding and authoritative sound. The flesh can be very powerful sometimes. Right? It doesn't matter if you are an apostle, a prophet, or a CEO of the company, or a politician. It doesn't matter. When the flesh speaks, it speaks with a loud voice. You can never follow the voice of your flesh and thinks turn out okay. It's not going to turn out okay. What does the fifth chapter of Galatians tell us? The f- chapter number five. Let's go through that quickly. Stuff of the flesh. You know you are listening to and being led by the voice of your flesh when you engage in adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, pornography, idolatry, Witchcraft, hatred, wrath, strife, sedation, strive in, strive in anywhere, envying, murder, drunkenness, the flesh. Do we recognize some of those voices in the past, perhaps now? Do you recognize those characteristics? What the enemy wants to come and deceive us with? The voice of your flesh will never inspire, inspire you to do the will of God. Right? It will only talk you into committing adultery and fornication, all that stuff. What you do to the voice of your flesh is bring it into subjection to the written word of God. If the flesh says, no, but I want to do this. I want to go and have a beer or I want to go and take two cigarettes or two puffs of marijuana or whatever. If you want to overcome that, go to the word of God. Will it glorify God? Number three. The third voice, the voice of reasoning. That's sometimes a very good one for us men because some of us men can analyze and we want to analyze and we want to reason and so forth. Uh, Women can do it also very well. But sometimes our men are so analytic in our minds, we want to analyze everything. Then we analyze ourselves out of the word of God. (laughs) Right? So the voice of reasoning now, Paul talks about that in Acts and Mark as well, in Mark. The Lord God has given us the ability to reason. Yes, he's given us a mind to reason, to negotiate, to talk about stuff. We have that ability so that we may rationally consider all options, blessings and curses, obstacles, situations, consequences, blah, blah. So we, we think about this. Even in the workplace today, in, in the mining industry, safety is always an issue. There's always safety risks. 
So there's a risk management that has to be followed. There's certain steps that have to be in place that you don't get hurt. That's, that's all part of reasoning. But the caution of reasoning, we have to be careful of reasoning. If the answer of your mind contradicts the written word of God or contradicts what God has said to you, then you must abandon that voice of reasoning. Again, we must pull it down to the word of God. Right? The fourth voice, the voice of our conscience. Paul talks about that in Acts 24. Your conscience is a place where you recognize the difference between right versus wrong. That's our conscious place. And yes, our conscience gets developed through upbringing, through our parents, our grandparents. No, you shouldn't do that. You must rather do that. Or don't get into that. That is wrong. It's going to cause you trouble. So there has to be teaching and guiding. But so, so a lot of us in our past years, we weren't in the Word. We, weren't, we were not even saved. Right? But we still have a conscience. We are born with a conscience. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say, I'm getting something this morning. I'm not going to listen to the wrong voice. I'm going to listen to the word of God, the voice of God. The voice of the Holy Spirit. The one that will guide me. It will help me. And show me the way. If I ask him. Right? If we ask him. No, Holy Spirit, um, just step aside. I can do this. God has given me confidence. I can do this on my own. Step aside, Holy Spirit. So you're using God against his own spirit. You can't confuse God. You can't confuse the Father. Remember, the Father always wants the best for us. But if you tell His Spirit to step aside, you're telling God to step aside. This week, the Holy Spirit showed me that the nine gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the nine fruit of the Spirit, sorry, the, the nine fruit of the Spirit in Galatians is from the Spirit of God. Meaning, that is God's character. If God sent His Spirit down here with those nine fruit of the Spirit, that fruit of the Spirit is in His character. Love, joy, peace, goodness, patience, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, self-control. Right? So what did God do there? Here it comes. He gave us those fruit of the Spirit to, to envelop us and to develop in us. Through the Holy Spirit. Man, and we struggle to get the first one right. Love. Hey? Number two, joy. <laughs> Are we joyous sometimes? No. I don't feel like joy today. No. 
this and this and this is happening to me. I'm feeling miserable. Yes. I don't want to feel joyful. Right? We do that. I'm the only one. Okay. <laughs> we do that. We know the truth. And we know that the truth will set us free. No, I'm going to be miserable. It's, it's better. Yeah, man. It's, it's like a year. I'm going to pity party here, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phone a friend who's, always, is, who's also sad. And then we can be two together who's, not joy, who's sad. Then I can feed from them. How sad are you? One to ten. I'm a nine. Ooh, I want your sadness. Yeah. Hey? Like David, we have to encourage ourselves sometimes. Sometimes when we sit alone in our home or alone in your workplace, we have to encourage ourselves and be joyful in ourselves. Right? And I'm telling you, the spirit of sadness or, or can hover around people sometimes. Because life circumstances are pressing down and this is not working out, but yeah, joy, joy, joy. This morning when we prayed, thankfulness. Are we thankful that we are here? Are we thankful that you are alive? Are you thankful that you can open Facebook and listen to me this morning? Are we thankful for stuff that we have? Are we humble enough to say, thank you for that. Thank you for the food. Thank you for the clothes that I have to wear. Thank you for the roof. Thank you for, right? Thankfulness. God loves a heart that is full of thanks. I'm telling you. He loves a heart that is full of thanks. We as Christians, yes, we spoke about it. We have to be different in this world. We have to show the world what does it mean to be a believer in Christ. But we're not better than the person sitting outside here or lying in the street or don't have a work. Then pride comes in. And what comes with pride? Entitlement. No, this country owes me this. This town or this city owes me this. Um, the, the people of South Africa, they owe me this. Or the World Health Organization, they owe us this. That's entitlement. <laughs> no one owes us anything. Right? It's up to us to make a difference in our communities, in our places where we live, our neighbors. Amen? Pray for each other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. Say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, the conscious place in this place, it is a place where we establish morals and values in our conscience. Or where you reject good morals and values and become perverted in our minds. Ah, I can do this and no one is going to see me. Yeah. I can steal this from work or I can take that from work. No, no one's going to know. I'm in charge here. I'm the manager of this, of this department. I can take something. Ta, 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 ta. What you show, you shall reap. Amen? 
Your conscience is going to fall into one of four categories. A good conscience, a weak conscience, a seared conscience, or an evil conscience. 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 Amen? And next, the voice of God. The most powerful voice that we need to listen to is the voice of God. The voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of Jesus. They are all in one. Amen? Now let's go to 1 Samuel 3. Hallelujah! We have scriptures. Woo 1 Samuel 3. From verse 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. The word of the Lord was rare and precious in those days. Remember, it's Old Testament. There was no frequent or widely spread vision. Number two, verse two. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had dimmed so that he could not see, was laying down in his own place. Verse three. The Lamb of God had not yet gone out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laying down. Verse 4. When the Lord called, Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. And Samuel ran to Eli and said, Here I am, Eli, for you called me, Eli. Eli said, I did not call you, and he lay down again. So he went and lay down. Verse 6. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You did call me? Eli answered, I did not call you. My son, lie down again. Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Remember here? Yeah? Very important. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Wow. Like some of us that did not know the Lord last week, 10 years ago, 50 years ago, wherever. That's why evangelism is so important to bring in the lost. Right? Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord was not yet received in him. Verse 8, and the Lord called Samuel the third time. The third time. So do you see what God is doing here? God is persistent. God is persistent. He calls us. He has called us. And He's still calling to this, to this day. Amen. Sibosiso. Ian. Yeah. Babashola. Yaku. God is still talking to us to this day. He's still Do we listen to his voice? Amen. Hallelujah. Whose voice do we listen to? Verse 8. Are we there still? And the Lord called Samuel the third time. 
And he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me, right? Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Verse 9, So Eli said to Samuel, Go and lay down. Go again, lay down. If he, if God calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. You see, the servanthood, how important is servanthood, how humbling is servant for us to serve wherever, serve in your workplace, serve in your home place, serve in the church, to serve. Jesus Christ was the greatest server. No, I'm not going to serve. <laughs> Service for people down there. They can serve. I'm not going to serve. I want to be up here. <laughs> right. You're not going to get up there if you don't serve. Amen? How do we serve? Who do we serve? I want everything quick. Especially in this new generation of technology. Just add water and you have porridge. Just add water and you have a hamburger. No, you must go to Burger King first. You know, we want stuff so quickly. God will, have, will not let stuff happen quickly. Because why? Because character has to form with each step. A spirit of excellence has to form with each step. How do you guys think me and Pastor Ronaldo got here where we are today in this church, in this ministry. Was it like, whoop up, like a genie in a bottle. Just add oil, not water. I sound like a Russian, water. <laughs> right? So be patient. Be patient. One of the fruit of the Spirit. Be patient. Build your character. Let God build our characters. Because that's when, when you have a character that God can work with, you can influence people. Amen? That's why we have to teach our children and our grandchildren. Just do this step first. Then we go to the next step. And then we go to the next one. But in that step, give them confidence. Boost their confidence. Right? It's good to have a vision. But you can't jump. You're on top of Everest. It's not going to work so lacquer. You're going to have to exercise for two to three years and do some other mountains to climb before you reach Everest top. Right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right, we were on verse 9. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Verse 10. And the Lord came and stood. Oh. And the Lord came and stood. And called. As at the other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. God was so persistent, He came and stood in that place. 
Are we getting this? That is the love of God. That is the persistent love of God. That He will come to your place and stoop right and stand right next to you and call you. Amen? The voice of God. Let's go to John 10 from 1 to 5. I assure you, most solemnly I tell you, he who does not enter by the door into the sheepfold or into the sheep camp, but climbs up some other way, elsewhere, from some other quarter, is a thief and a robber. But he who enters, verse 2, but he who enters by the door of is the shepherd of the sheep. Right? This is my sheep. Jesus says, here it comes. We are his sheep. Jesus comes and he comes at us from the door. Amen. Verse 3. The watchman opens the door for this man and the sheep listen to his voice and heed it and he calls his own sheep by name and brings leads or leads them out verse 4 when he has brought his own sheep outside he walks on before them he walks on before them and the sheep follow him because they what because they what so here goes the, sh the shepherd. Where's the sheep? They are following the shepherd. Amen? Because they know the voice. They know his voice. In the natural, in Israel, some places are very dry there. You see the shepherd walking there and you just see this flock of sheep. They're moving along. Then he goes and sit down and they graze. Finish grazing for the day or half a day. He stands up. He walks further. They follow. Why? Whoa, here it comes. Why? <laughs> because the sheep knows the shepherd will lead them where they can graze and get water and get food. The shepherd will not lead us into the fiery place where you're going to burn up. Right? They know. They can trust the shepherd. We can trust Jesus. Because we can know he's going to lead us. Not into temptation. But into deliverance. Into a place of paradise. Into a beautiful place of freedom and liberty. Amen? Jesus only wants the best for us. Father God only wants the best for you and me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And verse 5. They will never, on any account, follow a stranger. Those sheep. If another shepherd or another, another person comes along in the field... They're not going to follow. They know. We don't know the guy's voice. He might speak, but he's not speaking our language. There's our shepherd. We hear his voice clearly. But we'll run away 
from him because they do not know the voice of strangers or recognize their call. When the enemy wants to call you, come here, come here, come here. I, I've got this great thing I want to show you here. Be careful. Run away. Like Joseph ran away from Potiphar. Right? Potiphar's wife. Thank you. What was her name? They didn't say. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right. A few things. You know you are hearing the voice of God when you hear these sounds. Listen to these sounds. You know you are hearing the voice of God when you hear these sounds. Instruction in righteousness. When God instructs, He wants to lift us up. He wants to protect. Correction in righteousness. Cause you to profit in Christ. He wants to bring you your, your, your remembrance of the Word of God. He wants you to remember the Word of God. He wants to guide you into truth. Right? He wants to exhort you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to comfort you. He wants to convict you of sin. He wants to lead, he wants to lead you into salvation. He want to assure you of the Heavenly Father's love for you. That's the voice of God. The voice of the Holy Spirit. He wants to warn you. He wants to edify you, educate you, enlighten you. He wants to increase your faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In conclusion... What must we do? We must study the Word of God for ourselves to, to know the character of God. We must pray. We must meditate. We must spend time with Him. Amen? We must spend time in communing with the Holy Spirit. Speak to the Holy Spirit. Talk to Him. We must be planted in a good faith church, in a good community. When you take a coal out of a fire, if there's a fire and there's a coal, and you take the coal, not with your hands, with a piece of pliers or something, a thong, and you take the hot coal out and you put it aside, what will happen to that hot coal? It's just been fiery hot. But what will happen if you remove it from the fire? It gets cold and colder and colder and eventually it dies it dies but thank God we can revive that coal how? we take it back and put it into the fire amen we put it into the fire of God into the fire of the community into the fire of the church where the, where the, where the truth is spoken and preached and then revival comes in that person hallelujah Thank you, Father. Planted in good church, you must seek counsel from wise counselors. Amen? That is the voice of God that we need to listen to, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Not the other voices. Because they will only cause destruction in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah.
Are you, did you get something this morning? Did you get something this morning? We listen to the voice of God, the voice of the Holy Spirit. The other voices, bugger off. I'm the head, not the tail. No, you are a loser. No, Furtzek. I'm more than a conqueror. Amen? As we believe, so shall we be. What do we believe? What is our belief system? As we believe, so shall we be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for your word this morning, Lord. As we seal this word off with the blood of Jesus, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are the spirit of power and truth and revelation and insight in our minds and in our hearts, in our conscience, in our spirit. Father, I want to pray for every person and myself that we need your help every day to listen and to hear your voice. That we are tuned in to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Father, the voice of Jesus Christ. That we will only hear those encouraging words, come on my son, come on my daughter, you can do this. You are a winner. You are already victorious. You can do that. Don't worry, my son and my daughter. Everything is going to work out because I turn everything around for good because you love me and because you are called to my purpose. That is the voice of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to pray for every person watching over, over the airwaves and online. As they're listening now, right now, that the fire of the Holy Spirit will come into their hearts right now. And that they will hear the voice of God, the voice of Jesus, the voice of the Holy Spirit. That voice who only wants to guide us and help us and show us and point us to green pastures. Take us to the water, the living water of life. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.